Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. No one left to blame. No other scapegoats. The Colts fired head coach Frank Reich this morning. He'll be replaced on an interim basis by Jeff Saturday to come in, run the team, be the eyes and ears for Jim Mercer, maybe to give him some inclination for what actually is going on inside those walls. They don't have anyone who's called plays on their staff. They don't have a coordinator. So they do have Jeff Saturday. Shock would be an understatement. It was uh, a 12-hour whirlwind. I don't know how to make sausage. I don't know what goes into sausage. But I do know how to build a football team. In the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare here. We're not throwing in the towel. Offensively is where we gotta we gotta make some hay. Y'all have been kicking the out of me for years for not drafting wideouts, and all of a sudden I look up and you know we're underperforming on the offensive line right now. He's been executive of the year before, and you guys can try to diminish him all you want, but that's just your words. They have no substance to it because there's no truth in it. I mean, the guy's a winner. You know how many shots Michael Jordan's missed? You know how many games Michael Jordan's lost? I don't diminish this opportunity even the slightest, even if it is for, for eight games and everybody wants to run me out of town. Like, I, I believe that I'm called for a reason, and uh, I would not have accepted it without that. He's the best man for the job. You know, um, uh, and uh, there's no question about it. I'm drinking from a fire hydrant a little bit. And I think 11 o'clock, much of the country, certainly I'm sure a lot of people in central Indiana, were tuned in to find out if, their prayers had been answered, if their worries were over, and if in one fell swoop, their dreams and aspirations all would come true by finding out that they won the Powerball. And then the Powerball came out and said that they had to delay it because they had a technical issue and everyone had to sit and wait. And it was like, well, the answer that we were looking for, I guess we'll have to find out at another time because... For whatever reason, the Powerball, like, this anticipated moment went awry. And I thought to myself, is that not the most symbolic, like, metaphor for what we saw last night in that Colts press conference and the answer of Jeff Saturday, who is a very likable guy, being overshadowed by some technical issues around him? Does that make sense? Yeah, I think um, that 30-minute presser, Jake, sums up why this organization is in shambles. Right there. Um, you can point to a multitude of things throughout the presser. Um, it was a joke. I, I wish I could share the many texts I got from people inside of that building working for Jim Mersey and just the utter shock at what they were witnessing throughout that press conference. Um, again, zero public accountability from the top down, as I've said for months now with that organization. I got the vibe listening to Jim Ursay talk about, was it three quartiles? I'm trying to get the quartiles in, in order. The upper quartiles of the upper quartiles of the 2000s. 
he continues to live in this era that is now 12 years removed. And he's this hopeless romantic thinking that by the snap of a finger, I'm going to revive all of that. I'm going to get that back. And I listened to him last night talk about, you know, the fourth winningest franchise since 2000. Jake, that would be like the blockbuster CEO coming out today and being like, hey, in the last 25 years, no one was better at renting movies than we were. No one. Right. It's 2022. You haven't won a division in eight years. You've won one playoff game in eight years. Look at where you finished in this conference in that time span, in the top half of the conference, in an eight-year span, twice. And none of that last night. It was defiance from Ursay. Um, it was Chris Ballard up there. Body language told the entire story. Honestly, if I were Chris Ballard, I would resign. I would trust that my resume could get another job somewhere else. Why would you want to be a part of that? Jeff Saturday is either going to be the head coach or the GM next year, or he's going to decide Chris Ballard's fate. Let's be honest. Correct. Chris Ballard is a sitting duck right now, in my opinion. Well, he certainly... Ballard, Chris Ballard, I thought last night, acted like he knew he was a sitting duck. I thought he was defiant. I thought he was defensive. So, too, was Jim Ursay. That's the most defensive I've seen Ursay. I, I have not, and I talked to Mike Chappell after the press conference, who has certainly known Jim far longer than I have. I've never seen Ursay that defiant, defensive. Jake, he's taking these just wild jabs at Frank Reich and Andrew Luck in the first, like, three minutes of the press conference. I'm like, what are we doing? Do you remember when the Colts, and I only bring up the Peyton era because that clearly is the benchmark here, right? Do you remember when they were 14-0 against the New York Jets and all of the starters were pulled off the field? Yeah, oh yeah. Sure. And I know this was a Bill Polian thing, but what was the explanation given when asked why they didn't go for 16-0? and The explanation given was records don't matter. Super Bowls do. And when Jim Irsay did an interview, I believe it was in 2013, he said, you know, it was great to have the Star Wars numbers, but we only won one Lombardi. Jim Irsay and the people that work for him at any opportunity given diminished the wins and losses record of the Peyton Manning era by pointing out that the emphasis was actually strictly Super Bowls. And that's cool. But you can't have it both ways. You can't sit there and tell me for a half a decade that records don't matter because Super Bowls are the only thing that do. And then later, in trying to establish credibility for yourself or emphasize credibility for yourself, point out the superiority of your records. You can't, you can't have it both ways. You're the one that told me records don't matter. So I'm going to say your win-loss record doesn't matter because you've won one playoff game in eight years. Uh, halftime of the Eagles game, a week from Sunday, is that when we do the banner unveiling of the fourth best record in the NFL since 2000? In the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare air. Okay, so I think that means, so if there's 32 teams. I was to, hoping I, your algebra brain could help us out. No, I'm pretty good at this. Are you still so, jet-lagged or are you good? Mark, 
Uh, no, I'm good. Mark, go ahead and uh, give me that again here, that quote. Oh, okay. In the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare air. Okay. I mean, it checks out. Yeah, you've got good numbers to work with there, Jake. It's nice, even, divisible by four, right? Correct. With 32 teams so in the, the league? So the upper quartile, that uh-huh. would be eight. He's in what? He's in what part of that? In the upper quartile of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare air. That means top two, right? Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, for a second there, I thought he meant top four. No, that means he top means two. top two, so yeah. he's wrong. Okay. I don't know how to make sausage. I don't know what you goes in. Invite Jim to your tutor session coming up here. <laughs> Do you have one? Tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, three o'clock this week. Yeah. I, I just thought it, it's such a lack of not, it just not living in reality. And the wildness of the Saturday thing. Jeff Saturday knew full well when he was with us yesterday that he he was becoming the interim head coach. Great poker face by Jeff. We're going to play some audio a little bit later. I texted him. I said, you kept that close to the vest. No idea. <laughs> Did he text you back? No. On the pay no I mind I almost texted Frank now. Reich last night like, congrats. You don't want to be a part of this anymore. And you're under contract for, what, 2026? Four more years. Frank Reich gets to get paid. Not to deal with that. Um if Jeff Saturday says no to Jim Irsay, Frank Reich is still the head coach. This was not a canning of Frank Reich as it was a, I want Jeff Saturday so bad. That's what Jim Irsay is saying. He's wanted Saturday in the building for a while, right? Yes. Tried to hire him um, Well, after that 11 season right before he went to the Packers. Uh, Chris Bowden mentioned last night they tried to hire him to be the offensive line coach. Um, what can Jeff Saturday get done in eight weeks? With no imminent bye week. What he can get done in eight weeks, Kevin, is he can do an inventory. He's a, he's a, he's a very uh, well-known consultant, is how I would put it right now. Yeah, he, he's been brought in to do an inventory, right? He's going to come in and assess everything and then tell Jim Irsay what he sees. Who he thinks is who you can run with, who you don't run with. If I'm Chris Ballard, and I, I feel for Chris Ballard, I do. His body language, though, I'm a body language guy. Chris Ballard's body language was terrible. His body language was arms crossed, defiant. Chris Ballard looked like... He didn't have time to laugh at any Jim Mercer jokes. He was he was oozing insecurity. For the guy that, like, is always, you know, Mr. kind of cool in charge, wants to set the tone. Think about, like, every interview that Chris Ballard's done at this radio station. Whether it be with Dan where he comes in and he yucks it up and laughs it up the whole time with a nervous energy because he knows that it's the guy that's been critical of him the most. Or whether it's with us where he he laughs through and tries to passive-aggressively set the tone and take control of the interview. All that big boy gruff stuff. And he sat there yesterday and looked like a whoop puppy dog that knew his days were done. And he acted like it, quite frankly. Um, and I, I agree with you about Jim Irsay, who I think is... I think with Jim Irsay, Kevin, and, and let me offer you my perception and, and and you bounce off that, if you will, or tell me what you think of this. I, I just think that, you know, Jim Irsay is a guy that his only jobs have been in football. You know, his dad, I mean, he, you know, he, he, he came out of school and his dad was the owner of an NFL franchise and he worked his way up and he became the general manager and... The only real job that Jim Mercy's held, and I don't mean this as a knock on him, but the only job he's held was the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts, and he wasn't very good at it. 
He traded for Fred. He traded multiple number one picks for Freddie Young. That blew up in his face. They they did not have a great era when he was general manager. And to his credit, I think he realized that. But the one job that he held, life is about sometimes making up for our past indiscretions, our shortcomings. Right now, why why do you think I'm finishing my degree in college? I'm finishing it strictly because it's an area that I set out for at a different phase of my life and I failed miserably. And so I want to make good on that because I was a failure and I I don't want to be, I don't want to have that aspect of my life where I was a failure. So at the age of 50, I go back to try to erase the ghosts of that past. For Jim Mersey, he was a general manager and wasn't an overly successful one. And I think he has chased that for the better part of his adult career, even as the owner and a very good owner of the team that has had success. I think the fact that actually building a franchise and making those moves has haunted him forever. And in a number of different capacities, he has tried different areas or avenues to erase that out of his own conscience. And this is another example of it. Jake, when you were in Europe, I was a little bit hesitant to bring this up to Mark. Um, because I, I don't know. I everything I, that I say in these three hours daily, I, you know, I try to speak from substance with it, not just say bleep to say stuff. Right. Um, but I, I felt good about it, so I, I ended up going with it, and I haven't thrown it at you yet. But I think what we've seen from Jim Mersey this last month. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. It's a power trip. And I think it started with the Daniel Snyder comments. Jim Irsay was beloved for 24 hours after those Daniel Snyder comments. The NFL world loved him. The commanders want him to buy the team. Their fan base is obsessed with Ursay. They want to put him in the ring of honor in Washington. And I think it's Jim Ursay from the Sam Ellinger move to the firing of Frank Reich to this move with Jeff Saturday, the hopeless romantic of the ring of honor ceremony two weeks ago, and Saturday banging the anvil, and everything that Saturday has meant to him and meant to the league when you think about the labor negotiations over a decade ago. All of this is part power trip, part the hopeless romantic that will never, ever leave Ursa. It's why Chuck Pagano lasted one more year than Ryan Grigson. The emotional attachment to Chuck, wanting to believe that, no, 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 Chuck is a good coach, is a good coach. I feel like all of this over the last month is rooted in that because we haven't seen Ursa operate to this degree, really ever, Um as an owner, a couple of other comments last night, Ursay related, that I was a bit head scratching with. Um, he was adamant and repeated many times that he has never hired a losing head coach. Um, his general manager right now is a losing record. I don't know if he wanted to throw that in there. Maybe that wasn't on the talking point um, sheet that the head coach had up there. Um, <clears throat> Again, you look at where this team has finished in the AFC over the last eight years, you've got to live in the reality. Like When you think back to that previous era, you know how long ago that was? 12 years in the NFL is like a century. You look at the last eight years, 9th, 9th, 13th, 6th, 10th, 7th, 
ninth, and currently 10th. That's your finish in the AFC, playing in the easiest division in the AFC. Look back on that 30, 40-minute presser last night. Any reference to the current state, or was it all the upper quartile, the upper quartile, the upper quartile, fourth best record in the NFL since the year 2000? Accountability from the top down is absolutely gone, and that's why you're in this current state of where you are right now. And I think Jeff Saturday is being thrown into this weird, awkward situation. And as much as it is half consultant, Jake, I think Jim Irsay, and I think a little bit of Jeff Saturday, thinks there is a decent chance he's the head coach in 2023, or he's the GM in 2023. Correct. I I believe that, that they both think that, yes. Better chance Jeff Saturday's here in 2023 or Chris Ballard? Oh, I... The first one, I think, is going to be here probably as long as he wants to be in some capacity, right? It's so funny. For all the years that we in Indianapolis, or certainly fans in Indianapolis, assumed or wanted or pined for Peyton Manning to come back, and it's Jeff Saturday all along that was the target, right? Do we um, – and we're going to have Bob Kravitz on at 9 o'clock. And by the way, we will take your questions. It's another glorious Tuesday morning. Did you see the eclipse this morning? Uh, was it a red moon? Yeah. I missed it. Did you see it, Mark? I did not. Meridian was closed at like 29, so I was kind of scrambling, really? thinking I was going to be late. Um, I got stuck in the elevator. Well, that doesn't surprise These me. These are both symbolic things about last night, right? Yes, <laughs> very much so. Uh, no stuck in the elevator for Miles Turner last night. Incredible uh, by him as the Pacers beat the Pelicans 5-5. Five and five. Guys, they might win 50. Okay. Oh, you're going to put your money where your mouth is right there? <laughs> uh, Indiana and Butler get opening night wins in college basketball. Purdue gets things underway tonight at 630. We'll touch on all of that. Obviously play a ton of this audio. Um, I kind of forget where I was going with that. I, I just think Chris Ballard was Jim Mercer's – before Jeff Saturday, Chris Ballard was his big discovery hire, right? He's the guy that plucked Chris Ballard out of the offices of Kansas City and gave him the opportunity. And, I mean, Chris Ballard was not an unknown by any stretch. But Ursay has more at stake with Ballard succeeding than he would if he had gone out and hired a general manager that had been around for 15 years running a franchise. I think Ursay is hell-bent on showing the rest of the league that he – is playing chess when everyone else was playing checkers. And that's the power trip that I'm getting at, Jake. Correct. I, I really think, for the first time in his ownership, he was beloved by everyone around the NFL. He wasn't this you know, kind of butt of jokes that he's probably been. I think he has been. At, at, at times. So I thought, you know, I think it was just a different feeling for him. And I think that's continued. You know, I some of the Ellinger, you know, hype that Ursay had was before the Daniel Snyder comments. Um, we should note, Jeff Saturday, very quickly, um, has committed to some personnel. I guess changes, or at least sticking with some of the young guys. Sam Ellinger will be the starter on Sunday. Bernard Ryman will be the left tackle. The play caller remains to be seen. Um, Scott Milanovic, Jake, their quarterback's coach, has called plays in the NFL before. Um, Ironically enough, he did it on an interim basis to close out the 2018 season with Jacksonville. Um they averaged nine points per game in his six games as interim play caller. Well, that's an upgrade from – I mean, that's triple what they got on Sunday. 
that. Nice job there. You got the triple down. The quartile is where we probably still need to uh, clarify. In the upper quartile of, of winners, we're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare air. We're going to crack that problem before, before 10. We already did. 32 teams, upper quartile would be eight, right? The upper quartile of that. So, so if it's eight, then there are quartiles there, two, four, six, eight. He's saying that they are in the top two. My brain hurts just I I, I think you're right. My brain hurts. I, I I think Jake's right on that. Um is Jim Mercer clinging too much to that era? The winningest era. This in, whole city is clinging too history. much to that era. I, and I, he knows it. I found it odd last night that he went there seven hundred and thirty two times throughout the presser, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, wait a minute, we're here because you listened to people from the previous era and they wanted Frank Reich as the head coach. I'm like, wait a minute. This doesn't add up. And, and, like, don't we see this with Bill Belichick's in the Patriots? Don't we see this with Nick Saban in Alabama? Everyone tries to hire someone from there. Well, hey, we're going to get some of that Patriots magic. Hey, we're going to get some of that Alabama magic. What's the success rate been? Kevin, I love this town. Love it. I, I You cut me open and I bleed the torch. I love Indiana, right? But between IU basketball, IU basketball fans, what do they talk about? Oh, man, we got Bob Knight and Quinn Buckner and Steve Alford and Scotty May and Calvert Chaney. The Indianapolis 500, what do people talk about? Oh, AJ and Mario and Rick Mears. The Pacers, what do people talk about to this day? Man, back Reggie, eight points in nine seconds, beating the Knicks. For that matter, Purdue basketball, what do people talk about? Oh, the triplets, Gene Cady, Big Ten, three years in a row. There's no market that is more nostalgic about its teams, sometimes detrimentally, than this one. And the Colts and Jim Irsay are absolutely victim to it. We're going to just just bring back the old band. Jim Irsay's got that band that goes around and does nothing but plays old hits. That's exactly what he's trying to do, right? Just get together and let's play the old hits. And it's carried over to his football team. Yeah, A a refusal to live in reality. Live in the present. I think we heard that all throughout yesterday's presser. Uh, They will have a full head coaching search at the end of the year. Uh, Asked Jim Mercer if Chris Boward will be a part of that, and he was pretty adamant that that is a yes. Um, Defended Ballard very publicly. With those comments to kind of back that up, I'm trying to think of other specifics from the press conference, uh, more so from a like logistics standpoint. Jeff Saturday's not met with the team yet. Now with the offensive staff was going to meet with the defensive staff, I think either late last night or today. It's an off day for the Colts today. They'll get back to practice tomorrow for Jeff Saturday versus Josh McDaniels on Sunday. That's how we drew it up, right? How about this, guys? Two weeks ago, the Colts are in Nashville playing the Titans. Game back of their division rivals. Your quarterback for that game was Matt Ryan. Your offensive coordinator was Marcus Brady. Your head coach was Frank Reich. And the analyst on ESPN that night to talk about it was Jeff Saturday. And now it's Sam Ellinger. Play caller undecided. Or OC undecided, I guess. I should say, and play caller, 
and your head coach is Jeff Saturday. Last night when I was at the game, I sat next to Terry Lingner. I wonder what the buyout was for Hebron Christian Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Lingner pointed out, made a good point to me. He goes, hey, at the very least, and I mean, Terry was saying it somewhat flippantly, but somewhat seriously, and I was like, that's a fair point. He's like, why don't they just have Matt Ryan call the plays? Oh, yeah. I, I tweeted that yesterday. Might as well do something for his contract. You know? I mean. Sure. He's got to know the offense and the playbook as well as anybody. Him and Foles can combine on it. Philly specials galore. Maybe Saturday calls Dan Orlovsky. Hey, Dan, you want to call some plays? If you get to the end of the season and this does not work out, or maybe Jeff Saturday gets to the January, he's like, man, that was – I, I didn't like that. I want to go back to I want to go back to Kevin and Query every Monday. I want to go back to ESPN. Curious how the NFL world will react to how Jim Mercer's handled all this. Will you have coaching candidates turned off? Will you have candidates that might be down to a couple of different choices and look at the indie situation and say, Nope, I don't want to be part of that. I that gets really real. I mean it looks That's like a total circus, doesn't it? That's all I thought about yesterday. I'm like, who would want to come here right now? Oh, yeah. I'll get Sean Payton. You think Sean Payton watched last night? It's a I need more of that. Sean Payton wants zero part of this. Yeah. Zero part of this. Uh, bleep show, I believe, would be probably an accurate way to put it. Did you guys catch the Chris Ballard wideout comment? I feel like he was staring at me. I, I I was busy typing during that. Your cars were your car tires weren't not deflated at all? Made it home. Left. Put that put that golf ball right on the tee, Kevin, because that's one of them that we gotta take a swing at here. Later this morning, right? We'll play some audio from last night's presser. Um, we'll get to that Jeff Saturday clip. It was about a month ago. Jake, you relayed a fan question to Jeff Saturday about working in the a front the front office of an NFL team. Um, the answer, pretty interesting now looking back on those things. Um, so we'll play that a little bit later. And obviously take your calls, 317-239-1070. Behind the Andrew Luck retirement, um, there is nothing that comes close to sniffing yesterday in my, I guess, dozen years now covering the Colts. Frank Reich fired Jim, Jeff Saturday is the interim head coach and the presser of all pressers last night. Thanks for tuning in. Kevin and Quarry on a nice Tuesday morning here in Indy. Y'all have been kicking the out of me for years for not drafting wideouts, and all of a sudden I look up and, you know, we're underperforming on the offensive line right now.